0: hey hey everybody welcome to write or die 101 Cash <laughs> me outside how about that is this normal you only live once as a motto yolo yes the <laughs> and jessica yola
1: everything say that a little louder for the people in the back <laughs> hey hey welcome to the Rider die 101 podcast we're your hosts i'm jessica minroy and i'm sam lorenzo so as someone who has hit the Dirty 30 mark. <laughs> it's natural to look back on life and assess the life choices I've made until this day. So much of what happens to us all stems from our own decisions, but it's also in combination with the expectations that we have set for ourselves and what other people have put on us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not an easy thing to navigate, but it is part of life. So here's to hearing about each other's expectations and learning how to manage them.
0: We could hear about it, but I don't know about the managed part,
2: at least on my part.
0: (laughs) A work in progress, as always. (laughs) Um, So according to our poll, about three-fourths of our writers tend to have expectations about really anything, um, and 100% believe that there's a difference between goals and expectations. One example of an expectation a writer has set for themselves is being kinder to themselves and being more realistic, uh, which are two things I also need to hold myself to. (laughs) I was gonna say like, did you write that in? (laughs) Oh, I did not. But you know, we're keeping this anonymous. Um, We also learned that writers tend to set expectations for themselves at work in their personal lives and in relationships, both romantic ones and friendships. So This kind of gets me to our first question. Do you have expectations about anything? And if so, what are they?
2: Yes, I think definitely at work.
1: um, And this has came with time, right? Um, I think I allowed more negativity back in the day. And now I have these clear expectations of if someone is going to cross a certain line, then it will be addressed. Right, mm-hmm. if, if I'm feeling disrespected or if things are, you know, a little weird, like we're all grown ups, right? So we can all have a discussion. Um, so at work, there's I definitely those, those are internal expectations, right? I'm not announcing these to everybody, mm-hmm. um, and everyone's expectations are different, right? Like, yeah, I can take so much, but you can only take so little, or vice versa, right? Um, so yes, with time, I've been a lot more clear of my expectations. Um, friendship wise, I wouldn't say I have any specific Mm -hmm. expectations, right? I just feel like with the friends that I do have in my life, I feel like there's just a mutual respect, mutual love at this point, you know, like it's all very, both ways like it's not a mm-hmm. one-way street anymore
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh romantic relationships yes I've I definitely make some things very clear to Brandon <laughs> <laughs> uh, so those are definitely very vocal and again they're not shared with everyone it's uh between him and
2: I yeah
1: <laughs> um and what else and I guess for myself too right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. I, maybe they're not as set in stone as my other ones. I think it's very uh, flexible, my expectations for myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's where I am with that. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Um, I think mine, like with anything with like school, work, um, friendships, I think I just have like general expectations. like um there's mutual respect there treat Mm -hmm. each other like a human and then you know not so much like with friendships but like with other things like with work like my expectation is that we do the things that we're supposed to do you know (laughs) um and like get what we signed up for Mm -hmm. um and yeah like I try not to have like huge expectations for things that like um, I can't wholly like control myself because then you just end up disappointed like I used to have expectations for everything like oh why did this person talk to me like that you know like um, yes there should be that expectation that like you treat each other with respect but if it isn't you know that's the reality and then like you can be the only one to choose how you move from there um Mm -hmm. so yeah I try not to go into anything with high expectations except with myself like that's the one that I'm like um I just hold myself to this high standard and if it's not what I had imagined like even if it's not my own um doing like that really like you know uh, takes me down a peg that like, you know, checks the ego, uh, which is something that I need to like, start doing like to myself, like, okay, like do what you can do your best, be a good person. Like that should be my expectations, you know, but then I have very specific ones when I go Mm -hmm. into anything, um, that kind of put the extra pressure on me. So yeah, like the expectations are higher because of my own self-sabotage, you know? And I mean, it can, can, (laughs) it can be part, like,
1: self-sabotage, but it's also, Mm -hmm. like, self-discipline, right? You're also, like, your own motivator. You're also your own uh, cheerleader, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that you're setting yourself these certain expectations, and you're like, I have to meet those, and I will meet those no matter what, right? So, it's, 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 like, finding that balance of, like, between like the dark side and the the light side right (laughs) yeah
0: i think both dark sam and light sam make these like expectations for myself (laughs) um because it's so funny this morning i was like playing around on tiktok and then there was this like um i i don't remember exactly like what filter it was but it was Mm -hmm. like um things that you need to do more of this year or something like that and Mm -hmm. so i tried it right and like (laughs) Oh, is that the one that like? <laughs> yeah, that. Like, yeah,
2: head?
0: <laughs> yeah. I maybe I'll post it. I don't know. I looked kind of busted because I just woke up and I was like, I- I'm curious, and um, it was like um to be uh more kind to myself. <laughs> it's like oh, I feel really attacked right now. <laughs> it's like way to call me. Out they really came for you. Like TikTok how no, my knows started. what's <laughs> up. <laughs> I know. It's because our phones are listening to us.
1: But <laughs> yes, yes, that's a scary thing. Um, but you know, that can also be like a little reality trick. And, it, and it's not like you're not aware of these things, right? Like for the most part, everyone is aware of their own doings, right? Whether they're the good or the bad things.
0: Well, right? maybe not narcissists. Maybe they're not. As I said, most people, <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I said for the most part, because yeah, like you said, not everyone is um,
2: fully aware of these things. But um, yeah, you're able to know. You should know,
1: or some people do know that like there are things to work on, mm-hmm. right? And then sometimes when you get like gentle reminders like that from TikTok, then you're just like, <laughs> oh shit, that's right.
0: Yeah, I need to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, um, yeah, like managing my expectations with myself or at least like adding in a sprinkle of self-love in there um, is Mm -hmm. something that I still need to work on. Um, And I know he's listening to me because he's in the other room and the door's open. But with like romantic relationships, um, I think I had higher expectations before um just because I was just in that general phase in my life where everything I had expectations for and it had mm-hmm. to go my way because I like couldn't you know yeah. like imagine it going anywhere else and um you know I haven't let it go completely but like I have like tried to go in it with like an open mind like you know whatever happens like um if there's things we could do about it, things to like make it better, like we will together.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and like so far, like, I mean, so far, eight years later. Um, <laughs> only eight years. <laughs> so yeah, far, Only eight years. A sh- short eight years. <laughs> <laughs> short eight years later. Um, you acted like so far, like the two weeks that you <laughs> have been dating or something. <laughs> oh no, this has definitely been a journey. But um, reality is, actually better than the expectations i put forth because my main thing was like i want us to work towards being financially secure um Mm -hmm. education is important to me and you know like having a good work-life balance i still don't have that but it's better than it has been in the past years You've, you've came a long way for in that department for
1: sure yeah
0: um and you know it's for the both of us too like um like holding each other to those standards um yeah has been better. I mean, like, even communication is better. It's not perfect. There's still things that um, one of us, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) One of (laughs) us. (laughs) Um, But as far as like being able to communicate what we need from each other, or like, um, the situation, like, uh, working towards things together. Yeah, it's been like, so much better than what I expected. Because originally, everything had been like bigger picture, like, we both need degrees we both need to like get out get our own place and like Mm -hmm. um you know do all these things um that at least to me was like okay this is us having our shit together as adults and like we did meet those things and then you know there was more things that like came out of it that like just made it better so Mm -hmm. like um I think like I've like loosened the grip <laughs> a little bit. Uh-oh. It's- Samantha has let go. Of
2: <laughs> not, not completely. Not completely. No.
0: Never. But <laughs> you know, like I don't wake up thinking like, oh my gosh, like we have to do this. We have to reach mm-hmm. this, like, you know, today or like this is our timeline, whatever. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. we do have like those like longer term goals, but um, the fact that we've come so far and like we're able to do it and still have like a healthy relationship I'm like yeah I don't need to be like this like making sure everything is um going exactly according to my plan because also when you're in a relationship or friendships or whatever it's not just your plan anymore so yes yes like and that's the thing and
1: that's the beauty of it too, right? Like, so you have these initial expectations and then it happens and then you realize that you were able to accomplish that and more like of things that you didn't even think about. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I mean, especially right now, since we're on the topic of relationships, right? Like you are coming at these expectations from your perspective, right? From, Mm -hmm. from your mind. So you have your own thing, and then you know your partner will also have their thing so and you're obviously with someone who is trying to be better right like you're mm-hmm. only trying to move forward mm-hmm. right so when these when you're able to accomplish these things, like it feels this feels really nice, right, and then you're able yeah. to move on to something else. We're like, okay, well, we were able to like handle this like what's our next thing
0: Mhm. Yeah, and it's it's kind of motivating because it's like, okay, mm-hmm. like we did this together, like it may have not been perfect, but we got there eventually and like yeah. what's the next thing? And then now like you have that comfort in knowing like you can accomplish things together. So like um it doesn't have to be so like um I don't want to say like micromanagey, but it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be um so much of an ordeal as it was in the beginning. You know? Right.
1: Yeah. And, you know, nothing good comes easy, right? Like Mm -hmm. you may have these goals, but like, right. (laughs) Unfortunately, you guys, (laughs) sorry to break it to you guys. (laughs) Um, So when you are thinking of these goals, sometimes you kind of, not that you're completely dismissive of like the steps to getting there, but you Mm -hmm. don't think of all these complications that can happen, right? Like Mm -hmm. life is life, you know. There's just so many yeah. things that can happen.
2: Either mm-hmm. for the good or for the, you know, or for the bad. Mm-hmm. Um but you can't fully sometimes
1: fully plan like every little thing too. But yeah. when you do get to that ultimate goal or expectation, then mm-hmm. you're like, okay, well, we had, you know, some turbulence on the way here. But now we know how we could use
0: that to our advantage. Yeah. And yeah, like when you go in with expectations for everything, like you should have like some at least baseline of like how things should go. But very rarely every little thing goes according to plan, which, yeah, it sucks. But Mm -hmm. that's the reality of it. And, you know, a lot of people – have been giving me advice about like the actual wedding day and mm-hmm. like you know don't like have your expectations too high because then it'll ruin it for you and I'm like oh great I don't have any expectations I expect us to show up and to do the thing and that's it and whatever happens outside
1: <laughs> of that like exactly. I right like and You know, in the moment, obviously, you're putting in so much time and money into Mm -hmm. the actual planning of things, right? So you obviously want things to go according to plan. But Mm -hmm. like you said, like the major thing from like the wedding is you guys getting married. Yeah. Right? So like, Mm -hmm. will like external factors maybe affect your mood just a little bit if things go out of, of, you know, take a left turn? Maybe, but then you also have to, like, check yourself and be like, well, actually, the main purpose of this is to get Mm -hmm. married.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And, like, I thought I'd be more, like, type A with everything because I'm type Mm -hmm. A with, like, everything else in my life. But with this, like, yeah, I don't want – like, obviously, we're putting money. We're planning it. um, Mm -hmm. But I don't want to put too much pressure on myself. And I think I've been good at refraining it just because, yeah. If we're putting this much time and money into it, I want to have a good time, you know. And yeah. like, I don't want to think like, oh, okay, at exactly like five oh four, we have to do this and something like right. that. Like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm the basic stuff: do the ceremony, mm-hmm. do the reception, make sure people get fed, and then whatever happens and happens. get their drinks. And that's oh, that's exactly it. <laughs> y'all who are coming. You know, we have open bars, so you better drink that shit because it was not cheap (laughs) and that's why we're staying there that night as well (laughs) exactly (laughs) but yeah i think at least for the both of us i think you know the older we get the more um not that we lower expectations although like that could be like a good strategy for some people um i think we um establish them differently now based on like the experiences we have, which, um, proud of us. (laughs) Yes. Yes, definitely. Um,
1: again, with like all these other topics that we've discussed before, right? Like things change, right? Like none of these expectations are very, um, solid, right? Mm -hmm. There can be some, like, like you said earlier, like there's some general expectations, but because things, you know, life just changes, like you are able to tweak these expectations that you set for yourself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I am very excited to introduce our lovely guest for the day, Lakshmi Shanati, who is one of my Orlando friends and neighbor. So <laughs> her and I actually met at our apartment complex gym about two years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. About two like years ago. So a little backstory on like the moment that we met. <laughs> I love this story. I tell everyone this story, by the way. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a ride or die moment for sure. Yeah. So I initially spoke to her because there was a creepy guy at our gym. And I was in a sep- so it's, you know, the complex gym is not very big. But there's this separate room that has like a door, but there's also like a glass window that you could see into like the the weights and like the cardio machines. Right. And I can see that she is feeling like uncomfortable because I see that I saw the guy earlier, too, and he made me feel a little uncomfortable. Um, And I see that she was feeling like a little weird as she was moving around the gym. So then I reach out to her. I'm like, hey, girl, are you okay?" And she was like he was being weird. Right. Like I was like, yes, definitely. So I was like, okay, girl, like, let's make sure we're good. Like, two, two girls, like, two women here for each other. Um, and we actually exchanged numbers that day because <laughs> we're like, okay, make sure you get home safe, text yeah. me. <laughs> and it's been a beautiful friendship since then.
3: <laughs> yes, yeah. I went home and I told everyone, I was like, oh. it was so, so comforting and reassuring to have someone else because, you know, sometimes you just get kind of paranoid in, in your head, like, maybe I'm just thinking too much. But I really did feel so uncomfortable. And Jessica read it, the entire situation so well. And it was so nice for her to come up to me and be like, Hey, no, listen, like, I got you. Like, don't worry, like, I'm I'm aware. And I'm, I'm here for you. It was it was really nice. It was a real body experience.
2: <laughs>
1: it really? Yeah, no, it really was. I mean, because we've all, you know, we know how as a fellow, you know, as a woman, you kind of know yeah. that feeling, right? When like, a guy is giving you those weird vibes, like you get uncomfortable and it's a little scary. And so I was just like, "Nah, I have to be there for my girl. Like it's two of us, you know. Hopefully, we can take him if like." And to that point.
3: <laughs> well, you do yeah. go to the gym, so yeah. We're like, we were, we were ready to handle any situation that would have that would have come from from that room.
1: Yes, and but, then we also found out that our birthdays are a couple of days apart. Right. So, oh. we're fellow fellow Pisces.
3: <laughs> we are not only just a couple of days, like the calendar year too. We're both '93 babies. Mm-hmm. So oh my god, we're like basically twins. Basically, we were. And this friendship was like meant
2: to be.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> prop, I love the girls the supporting girls. girls. Yes. <laughs> taking down creeps one friendship at a time. (laughs) One gym at a time. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So
1: then, you know, as we started talking to each other and I ended up telling her like, oh yeah, I have a podcast with my best friend. And like, I would try to like drop little hints of like, you know, would you ever like to be a guest? And she's like, yeah. And then it was kind of like, just casually, yes. But we, you know, lately, we've been hanging out more. We've been going to brunch, doing a couple of things. And I was like, girl, okay, you have to be a guest now for sure.
3: Yeah, yeah. We have such a conversations just in life. So why not transition and share it with everybody?
1: Yes, there you go. She's ready.
3: <laughs> ready to be a star. This is my first podcast, guys. This is my first time talking like this. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Well, thank you.
1: So, what do you think is the
3: difference between a goal and an expectation? That's a really good question. I think that's kind of a big and important difference, I should say, to make. Um, I think expectations are all about like finding and wishing and hoping. Expectations are kind of what we think will happen in life. Um, Mm -hmm. They're usually associated with, I would say perfection, because you always kind of hope for the perfect outcome. Um, whereas goals are about like, how you can make something happen. It's about working towards something. It's about creating. It's about pursuing something and actively working on it. Expectations, I think, can be misleading, because they don't allow room for error, doesn't allow room for challenges. It doesn't take into account, you know, that someone may be healing. An expectation is more of a hope or a wish or an assumption that something exists. It kind of tends to take away responsibility from actively creating or developing it and building it.
1: Yeah, so and that like that hits it like right on the head. Like hits a nail right on the head because Sam and I were just talking about that, right? Mm-hmm. About like yeah. expectations. You kind of want to have this control over right. this statement, right? Because most of the yeah. expectations come in statements, right? And yeah, that's, like, a hard part to do, like, and Sam was mentioning, like, you, sometimes you almost are kind of, like, setting yourself up for mm-hmm. not maybe completely, like, attaining these
0: expectations. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean, that was a a good definition for both of them, because I wouldn't even know what I would say, like, okay, the goal is the thing that you're working towards. And then the expectation is like, what happens before and what happens after the goal. So I Uh don't know, yours, yours is more eloquent than mine.
1: My thought process. Yes. I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, yeah, mine would have been a much more simple
3: answer. Bye, bye. It was like
2: wrap it up. No, we still need you.
0: That was perfect though. That was perfect. (laughs) So getting into like goals, so what what have been some goals you've set for yourself and how did you expect them to go?
3: Good question. Um again it was I think Jessica and I talked about this a little bit when we, we both turned 30 this year. Mm-hmm. And so for me, at least 30 was a big, like almost of a cornerstone as it is for a lot of people, especially, I mean, I can only relate to our generation. I don't know how it is for other people, but there seems to be a big kind of focus on 30 and mm-hmm. everything after 30, like, it's just almost like we fall into the abyss. <laughs> there's, there's nothing else. You've got to have it all together by 30. Mm-hmm. So I definitely had the expectation growing up, you know, when I was a teenager, early twenties, all of that, that I would have this like idealist life when I turned thirty, you know, perfect um relationship, perfect job, perfect house, perfect family. It would just be just this like picture perfect thing. Um, and I think the one thing that I didn't focus on was the steps and the goals that I needed to create in order to build and develop that. Mm -hmm. Whereas I just wanted like the outcome. And I never thought about influencing the outcome. So now that I'm a little bit older in the past couple of years, I've I've started to think about the steps that I can take to set those goals. And then next to grow off of those goals, rather than I just expect that this is going to happen. And I just want this to be this way.
0: Yeah, it, it's kind of hard because like you put like a timeline on yourself a little bit, especially mm-hmm. with the 30. I'm yeah. i am going to turn 29. So I still have like another year. But like the <laughs> the fact of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a whole new decade old and everybody else yeah. like on social media, they have they're getting married, they have the kids, they have the house. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I went back to school. I don't have yeah. any of that. So yeah, it's really hard like putting up like Um, a timeline for yourself like okay by the time I reach this this is what's going to happen to me and then when it doesn't it's like well fuck what do I do now
3: right right I I think that's like the whole expectations versus reality trap Mm -hmm. right because we expect certain things but then reality is what actually transpires and we can hope that these two will match up but they oftentimes don't I think the majority of people they don't and it's that disparity that tends to leave often lead to like discontentment, unhappiness, anger e- even stress
2: mm-hmm. um,
3: so I think it's there's a huge difference between the two between the two um, more so, I think setting yourself up um you're setting yourself up for failure more so when you set yourself up with expectations, like the probability of you not getting there. And then when you don't get there, it's just, it can be really alarming. Mm -hmm. I definitely struggled with that as I was approaching 30. Like, oh my gosh, I don't have like this perfect career that I've settled into. And I don't have this, this idea of where I thought I would be at 30, but it's Mm -hmm. reality. Honestly, I can truly say it's so much better.
2: Yeah,
1: it's it's so crazy because you know as we're hearing Lakshmi talk, we kind of hit some of these points earlier, right? Like on our individual basis, talking mm-hmm. about how when you're, you know, when you were younger, you have different expectations to the expect some of the expectations that we still have now, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think they were more dreamlike when you were younger, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and now that you know, <clears throat> now that you're more settled in, you know, any aspect of your life, you kind of have. You kind of zero in and actually have more structured expectations and goals. Right.
3: right, right, exactly. Instead of like thinking of, oh, you know what, I want to have this amount of money in my bank account by the time I I turn thirty, thirty five, forty. It's instead of like, okay, what you know, what do I focus on investing in? Are there any things that I can uh, work on getting to that level? You know, maybe I should. We got a side hustle or whatever it is, find something I'm passionate about. And you start to be more goal oriented than living in the fantasy of, Oh, this is this is what I want it to be and mm-hmm. this is what I feel like it should be. And honestly, sometimes I think as people we're like surprisingly bad at predicting what will make us happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we're like, I want this and this and this. But some of these expectations, um, You would think would give you contentment and and hitting these certain things would make you happy. But oftentimes those predictions are wrong and you Mm -hmm. end up pursuing the wrong goals. You end up pursuing the wrong things because of, like you said earlier, social media or maybe societal influence. And it's Mm -hmm. not really what truly is going to make you happy or what you need.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of these uh, expectations that you think are going to give you like some sort of instant satisfaction, or just what you hear from other people, right? Um, Oh, yeah. But like you said, once you're settled into stuff, like, things make more sense, and you're able to like, see more straightforward, right? Instead of like, dreaming about everything (laughs) and anything.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And having that, it, you know, kind of takes away the responsibility of creating and developing and building. Um, That's definitely something, you know, that I just, I was quite complacent in my early 20s where I was just like, oh, this is it's going to happen. Like, this is what I want to happen. But was I actively taking the steps, you know, in terms of building it? No, I wasn't. I was just, yeah, it's, this is just what I want it to be. Or this is what society wants it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas us actually pursuing it and Making it a goal,
2: yeah.
1: So, with these expectations that you've had for yourself, um, how what's the outcome of those nows and how do they measure up against reality?
3: Hmm. I think there is definitely, um, th- th- there's a difference in what I thought I would be and what I thought I would want at 20, or pardon me. <laughs> I'm aging backwards. <laughs>
2: um,
3: okay, Benjamin. At, at thirty, um, the biggest thing I have found would be that um, that comparison factor of comparing myself to other people versus where I'm at right now. I, I felt a lot of pressure in my early twenties, and you know when I was um, in college to find a career that maybe was not something I wanted, but rather something I felt pressured from with family or with society or with like these ambiguous kind of financial goals without really understanding what it takes to get there. Um, so there was where I thought I would be in terms of a career versus the career that I'm actually in are almost, they're not too night and day, but they are definitely different. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was a biggest, probably the biggest, difference that I experienced between expectation versus reality was where am I going with with my career? What do I really want? Is this something that society is telling me I want? Or is this something that my family is telling me that I should do? What do I really want? And I had to have that conversation with myself a couple years ago and really just come to peace with with what I wanted and leave what all these other thoughts that were going on behind me were saying.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, you have this picture in your head of what things will be like, and like mm-hmm. what you expect to accomplish um, at a certain age, or by the time you get to some place in your life. And then you kind of idolize it, right? And you kind of yeah. like, and it doesn't help when you see other people doing that. But mm-hmm. and you get like, sometimes you get desperate, like, you're just like, okay, I need to do it this way, because that's what everyone else is doing. But then there's an important like value in like stepping back and like do I even want this? Is this yeah. like even like yeah. for me? Will this make me happy? And then like, you know, sometimes um thinking of goals and like how you're gonna accomplish them is one-sided because at least for me, I like don't think like, okay, so once I reach this, what's gonna happen afterwards? Like what mm-hmm. is the next step after that? Or like um what is how is this outcome going to affect my life moving forward? And um, Mm. yeah, so I I think like, you know, at least like people our age tend to have like, this tunnel vision of like, okay, the pressure is on by everybody else. And then the pressure is on by yourself. And like, we have to accomplish this thing, or else I don't know what, but we have to do it. And (laughs) I don't know, we'll figure it out afterwards after we get there. So yeah, there's like a lot of um conversations maybe we're not having with ourselves because we're having the conversation with other people or we're
3: just like basing it off of like what we're seeing or what we think we should be doing yeah I, I think that honestly is one of the keys to managing um this expectations versus reality issue is it all boils down to awareness it's becoming aware of what you're expecting as a good start like you said asking yourself is was this expectation that I had reasonable? Is it realistic? Where did this come from? Is it something that's good for me? You know, what is influencing me starting by assessing the expectations and situation can be super enlightening. I was, um I got some really great advice from a mentor of mine at work a, a couple of years ago. And he sat me and he was like, you know, have you ever just asked yourself, like, like, what it is you want? And, I'm like, yes, yes, I have. You know, I kind of being too like, you know, Buddha right now. And he's like, no, like, you know, when you're totally silent, when you're by yourself, like, maybe it's like early in the morning, or it's late at night, and it's just you and you just have a moment to yourself and you ask yourself, like, you know what the answer is deep down, but you really have to dig in there and become aware of that. And that is when I kind of had this crossroads, like, I don't think this is what I want. And you know, this career. Mm-hmm. I think I've an influence because of X, Y, and Z. I think I actually want to do something that is good for me, is something that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it definitely um it, it's it's one of those personal growth situations to come out of that of that mindset. Mhm.
0: And so you talked about how like you had this like ideal life in your head for like mm-hmm. when you turn 30. So mm-hmm. once things weren't going towards that path like did you have like Mm -hmm. initial thoughts like oh my gosh like why isn't it happening like this or like oh maybe this is like not the path for me like what what were the initial thoughts when you started thinking like oh okay I'm turning 30 soon
3: no initially it was met with a lot of um, anxiety absolutely I think a lot of people can relate to it because there is such a big emphasis on it, just in society and pop culture, all of it. And then <laughs> I love my friends and my family, but like the, the, I'm sure just those for you too, but like the year I turned 29, everyone was, oh, so you're turning 30. Like what's happening? Like, you know, mm-hmm. there's such, there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of pressure just with around the day itself. <laughs> um, so I, I absolutely did. I felt pressured. I felt anxious, but then I had to sit and really think about, Am I chasing happiness and success off of someone else's definition and ignoring mine? Mm -hmm. Or what is it that I'm doing? And that really helped me to understand, you know, there's nothing wrong with being inspired by others and seeing other people live and that's, that's, you know, getting that feeling. But I realized I absolutely, I can't be living someone else's dreams, and I can't be living someone else's life. It's what I want, right? Yeah, you need to live
0: for yourself because who else is going to live your life for you? Right, right, exactly.
1: Yeah, and there's this constant battle, obviously, like with social media, right, and like society. Oh, yeah. So like you said, if you're able to take the good from it, like you said, the inspiration, right, or like Mm -hmm. some sort of like motivation to be like, you know what, Mm -hmm. that's actually what I also want to do. Let Mm -hmm. me make the steps and write a, write this goal. Out, right? instead of like comparing yourself be like wow well they're doing this yeah. so I should also be doing that
2: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah. if we're able it's it's not easy right to say like oh let's no. let's take the good of it right because it's so uh present in our lives you know like mm-hmm. social media and society right like our families maybe some of our friends are like okay you're 30 what's up <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know?
2: yeah absolutely unless
1: unless you have friends like us who are like no you know what let's sit down assess our lives and like look out for ourselves right because yeah, the end,
2: yeah.
1: like you said in the end I'm not going to be living someone else's life like this is my life and I need to do what makes me happy
3: yeah, it's that really corny saying, um, but it's the older I've gone, it's really starting to resonate with me. I think all corny sayings actually, I, I don't know if I'm just getting corny as I get older, but
2: <laughs> like, this not that you're best. 30, <laughs> God,
3: I gotta, I gotta pull these out to all these young people. Um, but you know, the, I think it was Teddy Roosevelt. It was comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. I love that saying. And the older I get, the more I understand it life is so complex all of us have like these incredibly personal needs and wants um just as we all have our own personal privileges and obstacles so how can you make an accurate comparison and just not feel miserable (laughs) it's 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 almost impossible so that's been a big thing for me i i can't i can't compare my life to someone else you know who's 30 or um etc. it's just your expectations are just unrealistic and they're skewed based on what you think others have. But I really had to start digging deep and telling myself and reminding myself that my perspective of others is limited and it's biased. So I, you know, we we tend to compare our own worst moments um to others' best moments, right? And right. that's like the social media trap is we're not gonna share all like the, you know, those terrible days that we've had where we didn't get the job interview or we didn't get into the, the program we wanted to or this guy cheated on us, whatever it is. Yeah. But we have to share all those like filtered and perfect moments that we do have. Um, so it was really starting to remind myself that I, I, I can't compare myself to what everyone else is going through and what they have and what they don't have.
0: Yeah. And it's hard though, right? It's like Especially like if you're like in those feelings, like, oh, like, I want to have like this, and then you go on social media and you see someone have it. Well, it's like, well, shit. Like, well, <laughs> where do I go from here? How does
3: he have that? I don't.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes, and then you kind of get into like a little bit of a petty mode, you know, of like, yes. what the fuck? Yes. <laughs> no,
3: no, you, you got to check yourself real quick. That's that's when when I start to do that. I just, yeah, I, I can't, I can't be that person. Actually, I think there's been like with all like the social media stuff, there's a lot of studies going around now that are showing that people who are not on social media are, are actually happier <laughs> or oh, maybe like, feel more fulfilled. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I could see it. I, I totally could see it. It's just your view on reality and on your own life, it's so skewed. It's just so unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I definitely feel like us millennials are going to be, we're the ones that are feeling like, the, the brunt of that right? Mm -hmm. Because we've become so attached to expectations that we're unable to see the reality of a situation. Yeah. Yeah. And I can only
1: imagine too, for like all these uh, generations after us, right? Because at least us growing up, we were able to have social media, like on the side, like after school, right? Like in Mm -hmm. our initial like teen years, like we were able to have actual conversations with people, you know, hang out, have these have a different (laughs) yes have a completely different lifestyle where it wasn't like so much like comparing and it was typical maybe like middle school initial like high school petty drama right but like nothing too extreme as to like now you're like oh my god like I am feeling depressed because I saw that this other person is doing x y and z like it's just Mm -hmm. and it's so like so easy to see those things now too right so I know, like, our generation is working on it, but I I, I feel for
3: the younger generations. Sorry. <laughs> they're, they're just growing up, and right away, they're, like, scrolling, and they're seeing what's, you know, happening in each other's lives, and, mom, so-and-so has an iPad. Why can't I get an iPad? Or, right.
0: <laughs> or like, right now, it's, like, the Stanley Cups that everybody has. <laughs> I totally <laughs> have one. Oh, you got one. You fell into the trap. <laughs>
1: See, if I didn't have social media, maybe I would be happier and like richer. Yeah,
3: De- definitely the latter. That's like a fact.
0: <laughs>
3: so no way, I, I can be easily influenced with various ads and stuff too. It's terrible. TikTok
0: made me buy it. Is like <laughs> my, my mantra. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um.
1: So you know, we've been thirty for a couple of months, right? Now we're settling into this new age. Um, Mm -hmm. What are some goals that you have for yourself
3: moving forward from here, from life? That's that's a really good question. Um, World peace. I want to solve, you know.
2: a good goal.
1: goal. Beauty pageant.
3: (laughs) I feel like I'm like Miss America right now. This is great.
1: (laughs) Yes, give us Um, your answer.
3: You know, I think the big thing that I was telling you guys, I kind of had like that pivotal time leading up to my to turning 30 where I was just really I was struggling, you know, just to 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 not compare myself and to get that equality between expectations and where life really has me. Mm-hmm. Um and one of the things I've realized and something I've been actively working on is gratitude. -hmm. You know, I think when your expectations tend to outpace reality, it often means that you're not appreciating what you do have. So shifting the focus from like feeling sorry about, oh, I don't have this and I don't have that to appreciating what I do have. Um, that has made me so much happier, so much happier. Um, so when I find that What is happening is not exactly what I expected to happen. I actively look for the positives and what I do have. And I do things like, you know, uh, a gratitude journal or just talking to a friend every day and being like, hey, what are you grateful for today? That's small conversations like that. Yeah, i is. I'm gonna start texting you, Jessica, and be like, "Oh yeah, checking in. What are you grateful for today?" Oh my gosh, it's gonna be
1: <laughs> my little like
3: gratitude texting group. <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly.
3: It could be something so like simple. I remember one time I was talking to a friend, and I was like, "I stubbed my toe," and my you know initial thought was to be so pissed, and then I was like, "You know what? I'm grateful that I have a toe to stub." <laughs>
0: that's one way to look at it
3: it really helped to like shift my perspective um working actively to like savor the moment you know and 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 have that positive effect on on my happiness you know truly savoring what I have that's a big big goal for for 30s um and I think in that I'm gonna find and I already have found that I tend to enjoy life so much more appreciating what I do have.
0: Yeah. And that's like so important. Something that, at least for me, I don't want to speak for everyone. That's like over, like overlooked, you know, especially when you're like frantic and life happens and you're just like in the moment and it's like, there's nothing, nothing good is happening in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Every yeah, city party is dark, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> And so um, the world's against you. <laughs> exactly. You have like your teen angst comes back up and it's like um it it's like a good skill to have, to be able to like look back and like, okay, well, what is going right? If all of these things yeah. are going wrong, at least what is going yeah. right and having that balance yeah. and like that different perspective. That's really that's uh, a really good skill and a very difficult skill to have.
3: It is. It is. Like I said, you can start your day off stubbing your toe, and then someone cuts you off in traffic, and then you spill your coffee on yourself. And it's mm. just like a cascading effect of <laughs> of just terrible things happening to you. But instead of if you try to shift your perspective, and like, you know what, I'm grateful that I didn't get to a car accident, maybe, uh, you know, there was a ton of traffic, but that's because someone got into a car accident. Now look at, you know, their whole day, their whole life could be altered. Mm-hmm. So just kind of changing your perspective a little bit has really helped me to to be more present and to have more happiness and enjoyment out of life. Um I was reading about a study and this is I think this study was like back in 2010 or something, but they basically surveyed a bunch of working individuals and they found that participants who were exposed to um a subliminal reminder of their wealth spent less time savoring a chocolate bar. And they exhibited less enjoyment of the whole experience of eating the chocolate bar than the subjects who weren't reminded of their wealth. So it was kind of a study possibly presenting evidence suggesting that necessarily or having the access to the best things in life may actually undercut people's ability to reap enjoyment from life's small pleasures.
2: Mm. So
3: it's again of all about perspective. Right. That you, that you apply.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to um, practicing in my uh, gratitude texting group because <laughs> okay. our mindsets are going to be so positive, you guys.
0: We're going <laughs> to be saying you've been wanting Enjoy. to do more gratitude stuff. So <laughs> here you go. Here's you your did? opportunity. <laughs> She's been Perfect. saying for like two years now.
3: <laughs> two years, Jessica? Oh my God. It's, it's, it's time we we start practicing this now. Yes, it's going to be put into <laughs> practice. Now. No, like
1: I used to... I was a lot more, uh, I had a much more negative mindset before. I felt like I always leaned heavily on like the negative and I mm-hmm. definitely was not seeing the light of day, like the light at the end of the tunnel at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but that has, that has shifted. And I don't, I don't think, um, as, uh, as negative as I used to be, honestly, like I've came a long way in that, like, and maybe it could be better if I practice it daily for sure. Um, <laughs> So
0: thanks for calling me yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's like, mm, two years? <laughs> well, no, I saw an opportunity for you. So.
1: Thanks, girl.
0: <laughs> um, so, you know, in hindsight, like looking back on all of your experiences in life and like what got you to where you are today, like to your reality, mm-hmm. what do you think was your greatest lesson?
2: Ooh. That's a really good question, too. Um,
3: You know, I think it's really my biggest lesson would be understanding who I am. That kind of goes back in a little bit of what we were talking about is really taking the time to dig deep and understand what I want out of life. And instead of living life and pursuing this life based off of someone else's definition and and doing so, ignoring my own calling.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I think the biggest lesson that I've learned, you know, to date has been really the importance of knowing who you are,
2: mm-hmm.
3: knowing what you want, and truly, truly understanding yourself. And then once you know, you take all the steps you can to actively grow from that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, that is really important. And like, I, I try to think about that. Um you know, when things are happening, not all the time, but like, it, it's a little morbid, but I'm like, when I'm 100, and I'm on my deathbed, and I look back and have all the flashbacks of like my life, like, it won't matter, like, if I worked every single day of my life, it won't matter uh, if I did something to make other people happy, because once you're like, reflecting on it, like, what did you do for yourself? Did you have a good, fulfilling life? Did you
2: mm-hmm.
0: um live it the way that you wanted to? Or did you live it the way other people wanted you to or other people expected? Right. You to? Like, it, it won't matter at right. the end. So you might as well just live your life the way that you intend to the way that works best for you.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was definitely something that I had to come to terms with definitely in terms of society. And you know, a big thing to me was was family too. Did you guys ever like face family pressures in terms of career relationships, all of that? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're all, we're all, we're all on that boat. Yes. Yeah. I mean, my, my family came to visit me. I'm here in Oregon and like, um, my grandma came and like, I'm, I'm really close to my grandma. Um, but I reminded her cause she's like, how old are you? And I'm like, Oh, I'm turning 29 this summer. She's like, Oh, so you need to have a baby by next year because you'll be 30. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean I have to have a baby by next year? And she's like, Yeah, so you know, before you get too old. And I was like, Are you going to take care of it? <laughs> Are you going am I going to send it to the Philippines with you and like raise <laughs> it because I can't take care of one right now?
2: Yeah. But
0: yeah. yeah. We definitely um
1: I think also as like first generation for me, Mexican American, you know, like your parents kind of have this, like, um, unset pressure of, like, hey, I came to a new country for, Mm -hmm. you know, for all of us to have a better life,
2: Mm -hmm. right? And,
1: like, I see, like, the goodness uh, in that, like, that, you know, I know about my parents, where my parents live, how they live, and they only want better for us, you know, but sometimes people or family can come across, like, a little rude when they're asking you about, what's next what's up with your life you know um so that's uh something that we have to like navigate when
3: that's like when that's happening with family (laughs) yeah absolutely I I definitely can relate to that too that the immigrant (laughs) child of immigrant struggle Mm -hmm. um definitely tend to carry some emotional guilt as well as what I would tell my friends like I you know your parents left everything they know to come to this country mm-hmm. where everything is foreign to them the language the culture everything it, it's they, they made a big sacrifice for for you you know at least that was my parents experience as they immigrated to the states in order for my brother and I to have more opportunities um and so they heavily emphasized, you know getting a heavy focus on career for in terms of Indian Americans like there is They strongly, strongly believe that, you know, um, careers in healthcare and tech and finance, those kind of things, that those are the ones towards financial stability and job security. Because, you know, growing up, they they came to a different country, or maybe they they saw how important that was, you Mm -hmm. know, being here. Um, So say I wanted to be an author. That never really would have been, like, encouraged so much growing up, because it was more no, the career that you need is going to have to be able to support you financially, and it's going to have to be able to do this for you and do that for you. So maybe I would have been a great author. I don't know <laughs> if I had. You can worked still do it, girl. Studies. Yeah, you can. Right, right, right. Exactly. So I definitely had to have that conversation with myself and really understand again where, where are my motivations. What are my motivations for my career? What are my motivations for my personal life? What are my motivations for all these things that I that I think that I want or that other people have told me that I should want. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's that's so interesting because as both of you were talking, I was like, wait, we both have brothers and we're both first generation wherever our parents came from. And like, it's kind of like a shared experience too that it's like, okay, this is how it was for them. So mm-hmm. like, there's that pressure on us to either like follow it or to like, you know, do better or to like um, sustain ourselves the way that they did. Mm-hmm which is like, yeah, I get it too. Like, I understand mm-hmm. like what the sacrifices they had to make, but it's also like, uh, are you living your life for yourself?
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you can't, it's not reasonable, again, to go your whole life living to please someone else. That's, mm-hmm. that's a void that would actually never be filled. That's <laughs> that's an impossible standard, an impossible goal. Uh, so, but it's definitely tough to come to terms with that. And of course, like I, I love my parents dearly. I love my family so much. But at the end of the day, you're you're not living your life for the approval of another person or chasing another person's dreams. And I, yeah, it's tough to come to terms with.
1: Yeah, I think our generation, uh, you know, especially a lot of us who are uh, children of immigrants, right? We've had to battle obviously like our culture at home and then with the American culture right so we have that's the beauty of our generation I think that we're able to have these type of conversations with each other and like with our families as well you know and I think I can see why that it's hard for them to accept right yeah Um, they came from a different background from a different country but also in the end like they want what's best for you, right? Like, yeah. you are their children, so like you can't like knock them for it, right? And yeah. you just have to like love your parents and see it that like they're just
2: speaking from
3: from love, mm-hmm. right? Right, they are, but you know you can only pretend to be happy and fulfilled for so long. Yeah, you, you you've got to like let that side of you just just flourish. You can't, yeah, live. Under someone else's expectations, and um you can't also live your life with a sense of obligation to repay mm-hmm. someone else for sacrifices. I mean, that's just that's a lot to carry every single day.
2: <laughs> that's a oh, lot yeah. to carry on your back. Mhm definitely. Well lucky for them they've
1: clearly raised like three like separately three independent strong-headed like women because I feel like we're all very similar, right? Like in our own yeah. ways like obviously different cultures and backgrounds but like we're headed towards the same direction, right? Like looking out for ourselves, making sure you're checking in with yourself and as much as like you know we want to please our parents like we can't like we love them that love will still be there but in the end like it may sound bad to them but we have to live our lives
3: yeah no I think they killed it I think I think three of us are just like incredible (laughs) (laughs) we're perfection
2: (laughs) we are we are (laughs)
1: um so I know you mentioned uh now with being 30 some of the goals that you have um do you have
3: expectations still in your life? You know, I I've actively worked towards, like I said, removing those expectations. I I would rather be much more goal oriented and focused on building and developing and being actively involved in my life rather than the expectation that something is gonna happen and that this is going to be, you know, what's gonna happen and this is what I'll be at when I'm forty. I'm focused more on Goal setting, growing, and then being grateful—the <laughs> three Gs. My girls,
2: my
0: girl's <laughs> I hey, Yeah, he's wow. like, these are my expectations. Yeah,
3: yeah. How about you guys?
0: Uh, trying not to have expectations—is <laughs> that—is yeah. that a goal? That's a- <laughs> yeah, of expectations. Yeah, or at least don't have like ones that have the potential to like really like ruin the experience for you
3: right right exactly that's you 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 tend to become just so attached to 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 these ideals that you lose sight of of reality Mm
2: -hmm. and then
3: this can actually prevent you from taking action or making decisions that would be in your best interest it's like you have this paralysis because this is what's going to happen and this is oh my god it's not happening now and now I'm like a race against time and it's, it's mm-hmm. just so much stress
1: <laughs> yeah it's just like anxiety that we don't need
2: right
0: that you're like right. yeah yeah and so when we put out our survey um we asked writers like do they have expectations about things and about 75 percent said yes like in general they mm-hmm. have expectations what advice would you give someone who has just like super high expectations for a new goal they're trying to accomplish?
3: I would say, again, you've got to be Mm goal-oriented. You've got to focus on how you can create and develop and grow. And if you really want, you know, um, you want to have uh, this idea of a career in, in 10 years or you want to be here in X amount of time, and you've got to actually focus on the execution of it. You've got to focus more on the things that you can do to get there and not just this kind of fantastical idea. And then another thing I would say is honestly practicing emotional acceptance. Like don't beat yourself up or feel disappointed if, if you don't get, you know, what you think that you wanted, If if you didn't get this idea where you thought you would be. It's okay, like, instead of trying to deny or suppress those negative emotions, like disappointment, or even those jealousy feelings that you have when you're comparing, mm-hmm. work on accepting those emotions as they are, and then growing from them. I think that can also be like a a, where, a place where people tend to struggle is we don't practice that emotional intelligence and mm-hmm. working on accepting that, yeah, you know what, I'm disappointed. I wanted this to happen, but it didn't happen. But you just don't linger there and you move on. Mm-hmm.
1: Gotta put lots of practice into, into play here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, girl. Thank you. <laughs> All righty. Well, now it's time to play ride or die. <laughs> I know okay. I give you a little I give you a little hint as to like what it's about. Uh yes. so I'm gonna give you a series of topics, things or situations where you'll either respond ride for things you like or support or die for things you ditch or aren't that into and this is a lightning okay. round so just answer as quickly
3: as possible that sounds like an expectation yeah no. <laughs> it's a goal. It's a goal.
2: Don't i don't know don't be coming at me at you attain... with your expectations okay i think you can attain it though
3: <laughs> all right are you ready yes hot yoga oh ride ride for life <laughs> Long distance
1: relationships.
3: Ooh. Ride. Right. Ooh.
1: ride. <laughs> Maybe she could give us a little story like off off you know off the record.
3: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Definitely yeah. ride. <laughs> um traveling. Oh, absolutely ride.
1: And their newest TSA pre-check.
3: <laughs> Ooh. I right. <laughs> highly recommend everybody get TSA pre It's a game changer. You got to do it. Yeah. You know
1: how I told you that I had just gotten it and then Sam had an appointment like two weeks after me. So we're all on that. <laughs> yeah,
3: yes. it's <laughs> yeah, it, it's honestly the, the best investment. It's, it's incredible.
1: <laughs> Definitely. And the last one is our apartment complex gym.
3: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> ride, ride solely for the fact that that's how I met you, Jessica. Oh, <laughs>
0: that's so sweet. <laughs> A little me cute. <laughs> that is that is our first place. Yeah, so I've got to ride. Yeah, oh, well, that's different than what Jessica had already <laughs> originally put <laughs> for the last. Four. Yeah, you yeah. Thought I, I was I was going towards the opposite, but you see how I changed my perspective
1: I see that looking at Focus the positive. On the positive. <laughs> yes, because I was like, it could go either way. Like, because yep. the gym, obviously, it's right here, closed walk, you know, walking distance. But negative, yeah. like it could get too crowded in there. or There's some creepy guys in.
3: <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. And they done this thing where they like lock the gate, so you got to go all the way around. And it's- yeah.
0: They're making you work before you go work
3: out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm already working out. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) But there's some good memories in there. So yeah, we're riding for the gym.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it for today. Thank you again, Lakshmi,
3: for joining us and sharing your story. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate getting the platform and and you inviting me to do this. Like I said, it's the first time I've done it, but... I hope it's not the last. It, was, it a was a lot of fun.
2: A plus. I forgot <laughs> now you can now check now. it off your list. <laughs>
3: exactly. There
0: you go. <laughs> and thanks to our writers out there for listening. And make sure to subscribe, leave your feedback, and follow us at Die 101
1: pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Bye. <laughs>